this is your announcer Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. 2016 is three days old and my New Year's resolution is already a failure. I resolve to work harder on these intros. Oh, I, uh, uh, I guess that's it. Yeah, I thought there was more than that. All right, thanks as always, Chuck. Uh, a true professional. Mean, did he mean that when he would work on the intros, he would be hard? Is that what that meant? Well, he's a robot. He's always hard. <laughs> Is he? Hard aluminum steel. Oh. Welcome to the first Metal Injection live cast of 2016. Yeah. As I was writing the preview for today's show, I was confused if it was 2016 or 2017, because that's... Get out of here. You, <laughs> I was like, wait, really? which one? Uh, Did you really have to stop and think of that for a second? For like a, like half a second, yeah. Really? Weed is killing you, man. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, a, it's a, like a time machine. Like, I slept through a whole year. Oh, <laughs> it's 2017. Welcome to the first episode of 2016, everybody. Or maybe 2017. We don't know where we are. Mm-hmm. Or at don't. least I don't. Yeah, it's 16. Trust Sid me. is actually stuck in time. He he <laughs> attempted to time travel between 2016 and 2017, right. which is why he's not here today. Well, he's in Texas, so it's like being a time yeah. warp. Texas. <laughs> yeah, but like 40 years backwards. Right. He's going backwards <laughs> in time. Sid is doing the time warp. They just got rid of the colored water fountains. Oh. oh my goodness! <laughs> That's 3D. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm 3D. Of course, that was no one. I'm Rob, and uh, thank you for listening, and thank you for ringing in the new year with the Metal Injection Livecast. We, of course, have a phone number if you want to be a part of the show and you're listening live. This is if you're listening on the archive. There's no point of calling this number, but the number is six four six nine two nine one three five seven. If you are listening to the archive and at any point want to contribute to the show, we have a nice little voicemail function on the page that you could use any time during the week, and we will answer it. I have a question. Are they able to use that through the app, the Metal Injection app? No. Don't. We don't, like, the Metal Injection app hasn't been updated in a million years <laughs> because we just, like, the site works fine on the mobile, and... Uh, Does it's, it, no, it's because Bland is working on the app, right? Yeah, Bland, it, it's one of his New Year's resolutions, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, wanted to mention, it's, it's kind of a bummer, we lost Lemmy this week. Right. Aww. Uh, uh, we didn't do this one, though. This is not our fault. This is not our fault, but uh, it means that the Is Lemmy Alive Twitter account has can finally deactivate. Well, no. Shouldn't it stay on in case some people didn't get the memo that he's dead? <laughs> Still dead. Isn't Just the every point day. like people who don't know yeah. go to that I can't. See. I can't. Just pin the rest in peace tweet to this app. <laughs> I can't grasp how anyone missed the news this week. It was all over. Uh, but I, what if somebody like Seth Putnam has like a crack binge and they wake up and don't know that Lemmy died? So if someone's been like hung over for the past week and missed the news. I mean, Motorhead yeah. fans, it's pretty possible. Yeah. They also may be in old age homes by this point. <laughs> Motorhead fans are of all ages, I feel. Yeah, it was, I guess. It, it, was kind of, it was really nice, though, to, to read some of the tributes about mm-hmm. uh, Lemmy. Like Lars actually penned a really, really nice tribute on Rolling Stone. And he basically said Metallica wouldn't exist. Yeah. Literally, if it weren't for Motorhead, just How because so? uh, before he was in a band, when Mo- Motorhead was just getting big, uh, Lars flew out to L.A. and like met Lemmy backstage and just kind of was their roadie for a week. Really? He and, did coke with him? And, oh, I'm sure. But that's the one, Lemmy, notorious speedhead. He didn't do coke. Oh. He thinks coke's for pussies. He's all about the amphetamines. Well, I was talking about Lars. Lars, I'm sure. Lars is a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and so he said that uh, 
that uh, so they hung out. He hung out with Motorhead on their U.S. tour for like a week and. Like he just met them and just said he was a fan, and then Lemmy was so cool he let him hang out, and then he flew back to Europe, and he started hanging out with that band Diamond Head. Oh yeah, and uh, Motorhead were touring England, and they were the biggest band in England at the time. And he said he showed up with Diamond Head backstage to a Motorhead show at the time when they were like one of the biggest bands in the world, and he basically was like, "Hey, uh, my name is Lars, and uh, I'm, I'm a friend of Lemmy's. <laughs> yeah. I play, I play sure. the pots and pans for Metallica. Well, this was before Metallica even existed, oh, okay. and." Uh, uh, during the time when Motorhead was one of the biggest bands in the world, he just he somebody backstage went to tell Lemmy, and Lemmy was like, "Yeah, send him back," and he brought him back. And Motorhead, when they were the biggest band in the world, were just partying like it was no big deal with Lars and Diamond Head. And he said, after that experience in Europe, he flew back to California, and like the next week, week met James Hetfield, and was like, "We need to start a band that's just as cool as Motorhead and that was Metallica so you could say in a way that Lulu is Lemmy's fault <laughs> right uh, sure yeah like Saint Anger Saint Anger yeah. load indirectly but indirectly still. all Lemmy's fault but so you think he's in hell because of that <laughs> not because of that okay other stuff <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, and another one other thing I want to mention is like you know these last two years of watching Lemmy exist has been it, it's been tough to write about yeah. even especially like earlier this year when you know he had to stop a show and he was like I just can't do it. Have you seen a recent photo of him like from he his looked birthday terrible. Party? He looked terrible. Oh, he's like just, a skeleton. Well, a really recent photo. He probably looks great. They put this stuff on you. Uh, yeah. What's funny is Lars said that he saw him at his birthday party, which was like two weeks ago. This Kagoga, Lars was like, "You can't die, because uh, you're the you're the one." What kind of thing is that to say? You're like, you you just can't die because you're the one. You're the one person that connects the whole community because everyone loves you. Know what? That's a lot of pressure on a man. That's also that's probably why he probably got cancer because of that. Yeah, it's also a dickish. Like he's trying to be like respectful and. You know, reverent about it, but he's really saying, "Look, we all know you're going to die soon." Yeah. <laughs> in in a veiled, like pseudo um, complimentary way. Yeah. So shut up, shut up. It's very just. But what I, in, in a sense, admire is like, look, let me knew the last two years that death was approaching. Right. And whereas some people might decide this is the perfect time to go sober, yeah. to to <laughs> look after their health. Lemmy's version of going sober was switching from Jack Daniels to vodka. Right. <laughs> and he, he played uh, Kino rather than uh, the slots on a little poker machine. <laughs> Lemmy, Lemmy lived life his way, and I, I certainly admire that. Do you think the uh, mortician uh, covered up his uh, Cocoa Pebble or whatever that was? I, I think the Cocoa Pebble's still alive. <laughs> yeah. It's still going. It, it, it lives oh, independently yeah. of Lemmy. It's got its own heart. Heartbeat. So they had like a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. What but. if the pebble is on uh, uh, Keith Richards now? Well, I don't know if you heard, but Lemmy found out two days before he died, they actually had a uh, aggressively cancerous tumor, tumor. In, his, in his head and his neck. But that's not what he died from, right? That is what he died from, oh, I from cancer. He, I, yeah. I thought, okay. And what's crazy is he's been going to the doctor the last two years regularly because of all this, all of this health issues that he's had, and nobody was able to to diagnose this until it was way, way too late. And they told him he had two to six months to live. And then, like two, two days, days later, later, he just he died. Very sad. Oof. Anyway, Lemmy was you know a great one of the nicest guys. 
Have you ever met him? Sure. Yeah. Oh, oh, right. For the Revolver God? Yeah, for the Golden Gods. And also just like at the Rainbow, which is the metal bar on the Sunset Strip. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, he lived there. So you saw him there? All the time. Like, the first time I went, it was like, holy shit, that's Lemmy. When I went with you that time, he was there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were, we were like, freaking out. Like, oh, my God, that's should we go up to him? Like, no, 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 no. But then I realized, like, every time I came back after, he was right there in that same... That's yeah. just his local yeah. bar. He bought an apartment two blocks away from the bar just so he could go to that bar all the time. All right. I like the video machine. <laughs> yeah, no. It, that seat is reserved for Lemmy. If you go and look, like that's Aww. his seat. Who did ever any poor schmuck ever go try to use the machine? And when he's there, when the guy when Lemmy showed excuse up, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, say no. Excuse hey. me. Hey, it's oh, time for me to play the game on your bike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'll sick his cocoa pebble on him. We have some callers. Let's see if anybody wants to pay tribute to the great Let Me Kill Mr. 562. Hey, guys, it's Mario. What's up, Mario? Any thoughts on Lemmy's passing? Metal Mario. <laughs> yeah, death metal Mario, yes. Motorhead Mario. <laughs> um, first of all, I'd like to say happy birthday to Darren. Oh, Thank you. Right. It was Darren's birthday. First of all, <laughs> stop telling Jewish jokes. Last of all. Second of all, rest in peace, Lemmy. Absolutely. Rest in peace, Sid. Rest Sid. in peace, uh, Shlomo. We, and rest in peace, Leroy. We don't know that Sid's not dead. He's in Texas. He's a Jew in Texas. Yeah. The odds are he's not dead, but it's possible. <laughs> the, the news is traveling. <laughs> oh, actually, I probably shouldn't have said that on the air in case we have a listener in Texas who hates Jews. Texas. And Sid maybe pissed them off at some point. Sid shit on their favorite band. Sid is doing his uh, uh, toilet tour again on this holiday. <laughs> so uh, looking forward to that. Give us, a, give us some uh, tidbits from that. Maybe a, a preview of the toilet tour. There's a, a, one toilet at Rudy's Barbecue that says load limit four tons. Sid barely made it. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I That's the a, only one so far. I ate a shitload of food. I was oh. telling uh, Noah I might have to blow up the bathroom later. Hey, oh. <laughs> a lot of Italian food. <laughs> Went to a birthday dinner. So uh, we got a few calls. So I hear you. Uh, Mario, you, what's your story? You have a story. So let, let's get through this quickly. Okay, it's kind of a New Year's story and kind of a story that goes along the lines of everything that I've told you about. Okay. Uh,. So New Year's Eve, um, I went with a friend of mine to a family party uh, with of his and everything, and I got really drunk, like out of my mind drunk. Well, I woke up in the morning with his younger sister. So you went to a friend's. Um, you went to a friend's New Year's party, and then you yeah. woke up the next morning in the same bed as his younger sister. How young was his sister? Wow. She's twenty. Oh. Okay. Phew. Oh. Okay. And you have no you have no recollection of hitting that? Or did uh, vague what? vague recollection. Oh I didn't want your next call to be from like the state pen or something. <laughs> no, no, she's so, completely legal. So I just hope a condom was involved in this equation. Yeah, was she awake? Did you discuss it? <laughs> yeah, we we talked a little bit about it. Um and yes, there were there was a condom involved, thankfully. 
Did she was remember? It like, uh, was it on your penis though, or or was it like on the night table? Yeah, it was. It was on. Okay. No, it was on my dick. Right, just Still check. in the morning. <laughs> like you fucked her yeah. and you passed out Come with on. a with a condom on your dick. <laughs> with like semen all dried up in the tip. Was it like really hard to take the condom off because the semen was dry and Rob, like stuck Rob, just let him finish the story. <laughs> Dear God. It was kind of sticky, yes. Okay, well, there you go, see? So did your friend find out? I'm sorry? Did your friend find out? Not. Are you going to tell him? Well, let's hope he's not a live cast. Or let's hope he is. If yes. you're Mario's friend he who invited him it. over to his New Year's party... <laughs> And then he happened to sleep with your sister, and you're just finding out about it now. Six four six nine two nine one three five seven. Well, maybe his friend really likes Mario. Maybe he'll think that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I've I've been threatened by him about it before. Oh, he warned you not to do it. You mean? Did he have no, any? It's not even it, that like it. Did he have like an inkling that you wanted to do that, and that's why he said that? Well, it was more that he knew my reputation. Oh. So. Okay. <laughs> Stay away from my sister, yeah. you, you man whore. Yeah, kind of. Clearly, much. you should have used some reverse psychology. You should be like, please, sleep with my sister. Yeah. No, I don't think that would help. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think that dick was going in there no matter what. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> All well, right. are you gonna, I wasn't planning on it. Are you going to keep hitting that, Mario? Do you want to call him live on the air right now and tell him? <laughs> yeah, why don't you do oh, that? No. Oh, he doesn't want to tell him. That's what <laughs> Can we call him? <laughs> yeah, tell us his number no. and we'll tell him. God, no. I was you asking Rob, can we call him? No, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> do some research. <laughs> we can call him. TMZ of Metal, do some research. <laughs> I'm not asking him. He's going to say no. <laughs> uh, no. Sorry, are you going to keep no. hitting that? Or is she attractive? I don't really know because, I mean, if she wants that I would be open to it mm-hmm. I guess I would I would probably eventually tell my friend if she's open if you're that open were to the case. it yeah um, did you, yeah like did you find her attractive yeah it was, cute. wasn't any girl. beer goggles situation no no beer goggles oh, you didn't wake up and, oh, what the fuck did I just do no, it was more like I woke up and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like, yeah, like what have you, I done? You made a faux pas, but not that she's gross. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. I so got you. you don't have to tell your friend unless you're going to hook up again. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, if, if your this is going to become is safe a, a with thing. Us. <laughs> you might have to tell him if okay. you knocked her up, though. Who knows? Yeah. that If if that happens, you know, I'll be a complete adult about it, you know? Oh. Ah. There you go, ladies. He's a gentleman. And he's single. Well, yeah, you know, you got got to be responsible. He bangs every woman in the state of California, but he will be responsible if he (laughs) knocks any of them up. Mario, you are the father. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) No. All right. Well, nice to talk to you, Well, good story. Okay, well, thank you, and I hope you guys have a a good rest of your show. Thanks. Mario, you are the father. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have another 562 number. Hello. You're on a live cast. <clears throat> hey, it's El Dudorino. Oh. Mario, what the fuck, man? You, I invited you to my New Year's yeah. party. I got you drunk, and you fucked my sister. What <laughs> the hell, man? Twist. <laughs> it was you. Oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> 
plot thickens. Uh, no, I can't keep a straight face about that. No, no, no. Oh, no. You, you had me going there. You really had me going, yeah. Uh, Good job. Good acting. Uh, was that it? It's on your mind. Um, no, I was actually watching um, a documentary le- yesterday. It's called uh, 7-5. It's basically about these um, New York cops in like the 80s uh, that completely like ripped off people and stole money from them and instead of just arresting them and it just seems like such a parody because all of their voices sound exactly like they're out from the movie out for justice so there were like extras that showed up <laughs> sounds great that's what, they, that's what they talk like i mean i'm the oldest one here i don't know if any of you really remember growing up in the 80s but it, it was pretty fucked up. like new york i think still has a reputation of being dangerous, even though it's not anymore, mm-hmm. based on how bad it was then. I mean, it was like, seriously, if you went to certain areas, you were taking your life in your hands. If you took the train to certain places, you were taking your life in your hands. It was awful. And then when the mid-90s came, it just, like, almost overnight, they got rid of all the homeless people, cleaned up the trains, they got rid of all the drugs. That was after um, David Dinkins, right? <laughs> David Dinkins was responsible for fucking a lot of that shit. Well, yeah. during Koch, it was really bad because he oh, was the mayor right, before Koch. Dinkins mm-hmm. and Koch was like just a nice guy but like really incompetent and there was a ton of corruption going on right under his nose. The cops were awful under Koch. And then Dinkins basically came in and fixed nothing. He was, I guess he was the first black mayor in New York history. Mm-hmm. Awful mayor. Uh, fix nothing, and the racist white people in New York hated him, so there was extra racial tension uh, just because he was black, which is not obviously anything he did wrong, but he was an awful mayor on top of that tension, so that Mm -hmm. made, they were like, remember when, uh, um, what was it, Rodney King got beat up in LA? There were riots here, because people were already so angry at the mayor and all the other racial shit going on. Yeah, I just remember um, taking a a field trip to um, 34th Street, Mm -hmm. And just like how much, um, like you know, seeing prostitutes in Manhattan and like yeah. how you don't really see them out on the street. Oh my god, yeah, they were everywhere. See them and like Brighton all the Beach. porn shops and stuff. They're really not in Brighton Beach, honestly. No, not There's anymore. They're nowhere. They, they were at that time. They were yeah. just you know, like tr- like uh, transsexual hookers like walking da- up and down the boardwalk. Yeah, and now going into the city is just so much different. It's just like for rich people, like a tourist trap. Yeah, most places. All right. That's All right. a little New York City history for you, Dudorino. <laughs> Thanks, Dudorino. So let's talk about Pantera's The Complete Studio Collection, 1990 to 2000. It's out now, and it's basically the only place where you can get all five of Pantera's classic albums on vinyl. There's a five LP set, comes with colored vinyl, it looks beautiful. And the vinyl box set comes with an exclusive bonus 7-inch with two very rare singles. The track Piss, which came out a few years ago, and Avoid the Light, both of which are making their vinyl debuts. If you're a vinyl head, this one is for you. And the set is also available on CD, for those of you not into vinyl technology. And Piss comes as a bonus track on that. Which albums are included in this fantastic box set? Glad you asked. Cowboys from Hell, of course, the band's uh, considered uh, one of the most influential albums of all time. Some great tracks on that, including the legendary Medicine Man, a Metal Injection livecast favorite. Vulgar Display of Power, the big hit with the 
Big Punch on the Face, Far Beyond Driven, my favorite Pantera album, of course, debuted at number one, and uh, Reinventing the Steel, that's on there. And of course, the live album, which is one of the best live albums in terms of metal live albums out there. So all of these are going to be on vinyl. Or if you're like, I don't know why you would even bother buying it on CD, but both are available. The best place to get it is on Amazon. If you are on the Livecast page or if you want to go to the Livecast page for this episode, we'll make sure to include a link. And uh, the entire set is available for 100 bucks on Amazon. That's five CDs for 100 bucks. Five vinyl records for 100 bucks. Can't go wrong with that. Pantera, the complete studio collection, 1990 to 2000, is out now at online retailers or at Best Buy. When, when I was teasing the show earlier, I said I have a story so gross. Oh, and, great. You wait to get me high, and now you're going to tell me the gross story? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I went to see some friends uh, in Northern Virginia, like kind of outside D.C., mm-hmm. earlier this week. And uh, spoiler alert, there is nothing to do. <laughs> In Northern Virginia, it is just a suburb. Shocking. Yeah. I spent um, two weeks in upstate New York, and I like I didn't even stay for Christmas Day because I was just so crazy. I had to leave. There's it was just so boring. Yeah, like anytime I leave the city, I'm like so thankful at the amount of freedom living in a city yeah. <laughs> gives me because yeah. it's just like you're basically stranded wherever you are unless you have a car. Even with and a even car. Even if you do, like say, yeah. what, where do you go? You're going to go to like a parking lot somewhere. Well, <laughs> even if you do have a car, the only where to go is you take one road to like a mall. Yeah. It's just yep. terrible. So with that said, basically the only thing to do one night was to go to this Korean spa. <laughs> Uh, Why Korean spa? Is that the only spa? That's just, yeah, the local spa. It's a Korean spa. <laughs> okay. and now, what's unique about a Korean spa, now you're like, what is a Korean spa? Yeah. Is that it's all nude. It's like, it's really? segregated male and female. Are there okay. happy endings? And it's all nude. Now, so, uh, being the technologically savvy person that I am, I looked up this uh, location on Yelp beforehand and read some of the reviews. Uh-huh. And one of them was... Watch out in the public uh, jacuzzi because you might be looking at two guys uh, jerking each other off. Oh, <laughs> it's like it's not a gay. It's a Korean sauna, and like there are signs very vividly about that. But they were just like, "Hey, this might happen." So if you see, uh, the, the warning was if you see two people next to each other that did not arrive together, it's safe to assume. <laughs> Anyway, so we get to this place, and the thing—the first thing they make you do is take off your shoes, which I love. They're like, "We get your stinky, fucking, dirt-infested shoes off when you're entering our thing." Because the reason it's an all-nude sauna, uh, all-nude thing, is just you know to prevent any bacteria or or whatever from like whatever you bring in. Right, with the exception of cum. Uh, well, like it goes down the drain. Yeah, <laughs> but also I was thinking about it. I mean, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. It seems I'm a little. Sorry, too, I can't it's help a it. little too difficult. I feel. Oh, to, to, we'll get to, to the cum. Yeah, yeah. there Be was patient. no there was no cum, but I'll get to my theory about it. That's what I meant. All right, so I get there and I show, and you know like we're in the make lockers. You take your shoes off. Yeah, they make you take your shoes off right right there. There's one locker just for your shoes okay. before you even get to the main locker room to like undress. So they, when you uh, pay for your ticket, they give you like a, a loose top and a loose bottom because there's also like a, a lounge area. 
mm-hmm. where you don't have to be nude because the nudeness is only for the main. <laughs> Wait, jacu- I, I the have, co- a, I have yeah, a quick sure. joke. Loose bottom is also Sid's nickname in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Sid. That's Sid. Ha! What's, well, what do you got to say now, Sid? Oh, nothing. Can't make a comeback, huh? Oh, there were plenty. That's of, right. There were plenty Step of comebacks back. at the uh, Korean spa. Let me tell you. Hey, <laughs> all right, all right. Come back, come forward, come so, sideways. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so I'm undressing. Uh, I, you know, like getting ready to go to the thing, and I see like this one teenage Korean kid coming out of the. Oh, so it's all ages. All, all ages. Yeah, I think you have to be like about over twelve. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. Uh, so this kid, and it looked like he had a huge towel, and I was like, <laughs> I, thought I thought you were going gonna... somewhere else. With no, that. no, I made sure not like I was like I'm not looking, but I will say he had a huge towel, and I was like, oh great, they have good towels here, so like you know like right. you know it'll be it'll be easy to ease into this whole naked thing. Let me guess, it was huge on him. Yes, it was basically a hand towel. Like okay. when I got to, I'm like, wait a minute, are these the same towels? Like, it, like for me, for someone, like it couldn't even cover. It didn't cover anything. It was Maybe. like virtually pointless. Like I, I could have walked in with a napkin. Just hang it, hang it on your cock. This is like maybe Frankie Palmieri runs it and they did that to you to fuck with you. No, no, no. All, like there was just stacks and stacks of towel. And I, and I look at some people. I'm like, no, that guy has a big towel. And I'm like, that guy is a is a four foot Korean man. Of right. course, it looks big on him. Like I, I am a giant. And so, okay, so the whole naked thing, you know, it's a little awkward at first, but after a while, you you're, no shame. You Come really on, no, no, no. Like I, I didn't. It really like after like ten minutes, you for, kind of forget about. Do it. you have any shrinkage? Like, um, no, I don't know. I'm not. I wasn't like Was assessing really? my my <laughs> dick size. You weren't looking. You were concerned with your wagyu beef hanging out. <laughs> So like this place was insane though. I've never seen so many jacuzzis. So there's like it's a giant area, so then there's a giant pool with the edges mm-hmm. being like different types of jacu- like jets, like jacuzzi jets. And then there's like stations where you could stand. And like there's there's one that's like a foot foot jacuzzi, like a foot jet, one that's like a back jet. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then Come jet. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I'll tell the story now. So like we're in this common pool and we're just hanging out. And then I see this like white guy mm-hmm. who's like, <laughs> who has a wedding ring on. So he's giving the implication that he's married, but also has like, like star tattoo, like clearly some midlife crisis situation going on um, here. Right. Did he have like a little um, ring in his ear? Ed Hardy uh, shirt. He did have a piercing in both ears, okay. like a tiny little gem. Like at first, I thought it was only in his right ear because that was his like signal. Which one of those means gay? I forgot the it's right, the, the right, right, right. But I think not, like nowadays, that's like yeah, it's not even, yeah. When I was a kid, that used to be a thing. Like yeah, you, you had a stud in the left ear. It was in a, the left. You were a heterosexual. Yeah. If you had a stud in the right ear, you're homo. And there was like a. Like a sort of cooperation between the two communities so that they could weed each other out. Well, it was also, yeah, like back then it was kind of like a signal, like, hey, I'll blow you. <laughs> right, <laughs> like but, I got the, a but the heteros had to cooperate, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. otherwise they're ruining they're get, the, Yeah. Uh, it was like a detente. It was like uh, the UN of uh, dating. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Okay, so you see this white guy. So I see this white guy, and then next to him. Is this guy who looks like Mr. Marcus, the porn star, the African American porn star? Uh, oh. 
I don't know if you uh, if you guys are familiar with Mr. Marcus. Uh, Mr. Marcus, just like a a, a a a porn like a porn guy, like so oh. this okay giant black guy with this scrawny middle aged old guy. So <laughs> thinking of that Yelp review, I'm like, okay, these guys do not look like they know each other, mm-hmm. do not look like they enter together. And then, you know, like every once in a while, I would see them. And it's like very clear the white guy was was stroking off this black guy. <laughs> and then even crazier was this other black guy who I saw coming to the uh, sauna like after us. You saw him coming into the sauna? Entering the sauna. I'm going to choose my words wisely. Yeah. He then came he by. penetrated the sauna. He then showed up. And then like he's talking to those two guys. And then I swear... The white guy switches off and starts stroking off the second oh. African American gentleman. The Eiffel Tower. Right, I have a question. And hold on, hold on. And then the Mr. Marcus looking motherfucker was playing security and kind of like, like if there was, because this is all in the broad, general, like, you know, everybody could see this. That's yeah, like he was the, like the lookout. Were, that's okay. not like there were any broads there. Did he no, make no. eye contact with you when he caught you staring at them? <laughs> no, I, I was not staring. I would like quickly glance over. I'm, I was doing my own thing, you know. Right. Like, Did he invite you in for a fatal four-way? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more like you have to invite yourself. It's like a oh. very discreet. Like, honestly, if I didn't read this Yelp review, I probably wouldn't have noticed, noticed it. it. But like, I was like, because it ticked me off, I was like on the lookout almost. Like, oh, look. Let's see what's going on. So um, I have a question. Sure. Does cum float or does it sink in a pool? Well, okay. So now here's what I'm saying. There's no way either any one of them could have came. How do you know? It's just... It's hard for guys to come in water? It's too... Yeah. Like it would have been too intense. Because also besides like... Like they're all... You could see they were all constantly looking around to see if anyone was looking at them. And there's jets. Like it's just like... I feel it's like they were just fooling around. Like that's why I wasn't worried that there was going to be come, you know, floating over my way. Unless they're pros. You know, I could be... I could be naive in this situation. Or unless somebody farted afterwards. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I do think there was a little ass play too because at one ass point play. at one point one of the guys the white guy was way too close to the black guy uh-huh. and like for a, a few moments of time but like they were spooning you know like oh. and I was like okay somebody's something's going on here mm. and I'm getting out of this public I'm getting out of this I'm going into the dry sauna I'm just glad that people oh. in Virginia are living free with them um, you know. yeah Virginia's for lovers yeah uh, Even if it means um, snuggling in, in the pool. Sure. Snuggling is fine. I don't I don't feel like, uh, uh, not to be anti-gay, I think hetero people, I don't want, I would want to see them. Con- I, it's a, no, I, I don't it's a public thing. Sex yeah. In a yeah, the pool sex that I'm thing in. is. It's uh, a public area. And I feel like if you're naked in that pool, like that would feel extra dirty for me. Like I'd feel like I'm catching an STD. Yeah. From from a little, uh, little handy? No, like if, <laughs> if I see two people having sex. Heterosexual yeah. or homosexual? Yeah, could be. You know, no, I, I'm I'm not at all disagreeing with you guys, and I, yeah. I felt it was very inappropriate. It's like, yeah. come on, this is not. <laughs> well, also, it's under the veneer of a a, a legitimate establishment, right? Like, yeah. it's not like a, a bathhouse. No, that's right. the thing. There were signs everywhere that like sexual activity is strictly prohibited, and you're going to get kicked out. So I can't yeah, it's they not even have to put up a sign for that. Of course, people fuck anywhere. They should have just I mean, said, it's a naked thing, you know, like... Me it, no love you for a long time. Oh, so... Oh! Uh, so, two more stories, and I'm saving the grossest one for last. 
Oh, you mean that wasn't the gross story? No, that was like the. But wait, there's more. There's so much more. So again, there's you know all naked men, and the and again the one thing I hate is spotting other Russian people, oh. and I, a bathhouse, a banya. Is is uh, it's like a, you know it's a honey trap for Russian for like old Russian guys. So like when I started going into the the uh, actual saunas, like the actual schwitzes. That's a hot room, right? Where yeah. guys sit on the like wood. it was basically 180 degrees in this room. Ugh. And, and I can feel it just from you saying it. I got, it was kind of it was kind of awesome for like. Is it stinky? No, 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 no. That's they were very very serious about. Cleanliness. It was actually one of the cleanest bathhouse or whatever saunas I've ever been to. Because that's the thing. Like one guy tried to come in with shorts and he got yelled at. He was like, "No, you got to get out of here. You can't come in here." They're so serious about like any sort of bacteria coming into the room. Wouldn't there? Why would there be more bacteria on your shorts? Wouldn't that prevent bacteria from spreading? It, no, the shorts are are a catalyst for the bacteria to grow on. All right. Whereas just the well with the with your body here's the thing with you're supposed to constantly be taking showers like before you enter any body of water you have to rinse off that makes sense yeah so that's how they're trying to do that Uh, anywho uh, so the uh, so yeah so like there's these Russian guys and uh, uh, there's this one guy who do you remember like the assistant in in Borat (laughs) yeah. So he looked like this guy. Oh, big fat, big guy. fat. Not no, but not hairy though. I will say like smooth. He prepared <laughs> for the banya. Smooth as fuck. And this guy decides just right in the fucking middle of this uh, of this whole place to just stand there like a fucking statue. <laughs> and basically, like, look, I had. I wasn't even looking, but you could not miss that this guy had the largest foreskin I have ever seen. It was all foreskin and no dick. I texted this to Noah that that night. It's like when you go to the store and you buy a pack of gum and you get a big plastic bag for the gum. That is the level of foreskin to penis on this guy. And he was just standing there like it's no big, like, hey, everyone, check out my sweet foreskin. He had like a little cack and then like just a bunch of skin. Like just skin dangling. (laughs) That guy guy was taking advantage of the moment because no woman wants to look at his penis. Oh my God. It was the gross like again like I was saying after five or ten minutes you kind of forget not forget but it's like not a big deal that you're in a nude sauna but oh my god that was so gross well maybe that's yeah. maybe he can't get it cut off because his penis is so small that they can't yeah. they don't know where to stop cutting <laughs> you know those <laughs> you know how there's like on Gothamus there's like that little wiener competition that comes to New York every so often oh yeah the, mic- Stern did one the micro penis contest micro penis that's what it is Oh man! Ugh. <sighs> Have you ever seen how tiny those are? Well, I, I didn't button. see that, but I saw it on Howard Stern. He did his own one. Yeah, and they're, they're like the inside. They're like concave penises. Yeah, uh, so maybe yeah. that's what he has underneath. I don't know, but like, was there smegma on it? It was a very brief <laughs> glance that I did because it was like, oh, get out of here! What are you doing? <laughs> oh, in your circumcised penis. It was not at all. So it needed a circumcision. But now, the main event, the grossness. So then at one point, you know, like. Wait, that wasn't it? That wasn't it! That wasn't the grossest thing I saw in this fucking bathhouse. (laughs) Making Bruno cringe over there. 
the grossest thing is that one. You know, like you're you're in this sauna and you're in like hot water. You get really dehydrated. So I feel like I was in hot water. If I was watching this shit. <laughs> you got to constantly. There's like a. You constantly got to go back to the locker room and like. It's very important to hydrate. Yeah, like drink up. So because like, you're schwitzing. It's a schwitz. yeah. You're sweating out all of your your water. <laughs> so at, at one point, I'm like I'm like waiting for the water, and all of a sudden I hear like like a clicking sound. I'm like, what's a click click? Uh oh! And then I look, and it is in fact a Korean man clipping his toenails. No! <laughs> Hold on, no way! It's gonna get so much worse. Now you might be now a Korean man clipping his toenails. Where did he get this clipper? I smuggled it in. No, sir. There are house clippers. Oh, there, no, there was experience ruined. <laughs> there was one of those like, you know, man clippers, you know, those like clippers you get at a grocery store attached to a string. Oh, come on. I, and the string was attached to this wooden box. <laughs> and so there were two of these. So anyone can just go up and use these clippers was to there... clip their heads and stuff. And now here's the grossest part. Was there this layers? Wo- this wooden box had a drawer that you open to leave your clipping. So there's a drawer full of Korean men's nail clippings <laughs> in this locker room. Uh, Who the hell would use a communal nail clipper? Well, how do you think the Korean barbecue spices up their, their beef? They, oh, my God. They partner it in was, business. It was the grossest thing I've ever you seen. You realize you're describing Noah's waking nightmare. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was like, well, thank goodness I have a great Fat <laughs> Russian foreskin and the Korean nail clipping. It's like, yeah, like, oh my God. Sounds like the Q train. <laughs> it really was. On that, a good day. That was actually the name of the spa, the Q train. <laughs> oh. A wooden box. Uh, a wooded communal nail okay, clipper. Okay, did box. you, you know, uh, having your journalistic instinct, did you go and ask questions about why this box exists? Yeah. Maybe there's some type of like cultural reason or. Yeah, do a little TMZ. Well, you clipping. don't want the clippings to be flying all over the place on the floor. You got to put them somewhere. Okay, but why not a plate? Why a box? Oh, well, I'm assuming so that it could be hidden. You don't want it to fly away if there's a draft. Duda said the toenails give the holodiets that extra crunch. Uh. It doesn't need it. Believe me, it's plenty crunchy already. <laughs> crunchy and gelatinous. Maybe that's where they make Ew. it from those men's foreskins. Ugh. So other than those three things, I will say it was a great experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> other than that. It doesn't sound like that. No, it was awesome. Experience. It was so good. It was so relaxing. But like this was all the entertainment. I would be <laughs> clutching the wall. If I, how do you relax with that going <laughs> yeah. on around you? Ignore it. You don't pay. You're like, I'm t- once the jets are hitting you, like it's so Your skin sorry. does look very rejuvenated, Rob. Yeah. Oh, it was so smooth. And again, this was the highlight of my trip. <laughs> this was all there was to do. Oy, oy. Darren took a trip in a hot pink limo. Yeah, oh, Hummer, yeah. a Hummer limousine. And I took a video of, of him rolling up to the uh, the podcast. Yeah, you can see that on our Facebook page, right? Mm-hmm. We'll do we'll do a little posty, a little yeah. behind the scenes. <laughs> it was also my sister in law's birthday, so we did it. The family all got a limousine for really for both of us, but it was really for her because it was pink and all that. Mm-hmm. And gave her a birthday sash that said "Birthday Princess." <laughs> And the Sasha Banks uh, sunglasses, both of which I wore to get out of the limo. So you yeah, can it was take great. Video. So you'll see that. That's your teaser. So that was 
your sister-in-law's sash, not yours? Not my sash. I'm a fraud. Mm. Sorry. That's upsetting. Were you a little bit upset that you had to give it back? Yeah. No, well, come on. Mr. Look. Paul in the chat says, Hot Pink Limo is Sid's nickname. Ha <laughs> 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 ha, Sid. Yeah, what are you going to say right. now? Is he calling in? Sid? Get I don't him, know. Get him on the horn. We should call him. Yeah, we have his phone number. Somebody text him. Um, if he's alive. Might be at the end of a hangman's noose right now. <laughs> Texas. Fucking Texas. Texas. Why do I keep saying Fuck the Texas. Do we have any listeners in, in Texas? Like around the Austin area? You should go look for Sid. Yeah, we have uh, Wilson. We have some callers. If you want to give us a call, we'll even play your band on a special three-person edition of Thrasher or Trash It. The number to dial 646-929-1357. Uh, we have a blocked call. Hello. Hello. Yes. Yo, um, it's I can't remember what my username was, but I made all the drops. Which from drops? Australia. Hello. What's your name? Just give us your real name. Uh, or a name. I'd rather keep that withheld. All right. So give, give us something name. to refer we need you to by. Call you we'll something. just call you Drop Boy. Drop Man. Drop Man. Dropper. Dropper. Oh, I, I'm I'm Spanky. That's the one. Spanky, oh. Spanky the hippo. So what's up, Spanky? Yeah. I actually had a few questions, but if you're doing thrash or trash it, no, 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 no. Go ahead. What are your questions? Uh, uh, it's for everyone except Sid. Well, he's not here, so perfect works. timing. <laughs> uh, okay, sweet. So, why did you first start smoking weed, and why do you continue to do so? Okay, well. Darren no longer smokes weed. Right. I started smoking weed. I, I don't even know how old I was. I would say probably age 13, maybe 12 or 13. Because wow. I had a, a friend who smoked a shit ton of weed. And I would just go to his house and just smoke with him and his girlfriend and whoever else happened to be there. And did it for a good 20 years, I would say. <laughs> well, what did you like about it? Uh, same thing you like, you know, just like Relaxing. mellowing out and I like the smell and the taste and being high and, you know, getting away from my angsty uh, junior high and high school problems. And then it just kind of became a habit. Like I would just do it to do it. And eventually like my early thirties, I was just like, I don't know. I feel like it, it slowed me down too much. Like it was preventing me from, I'm already a procrastinator. I feel like when I'm the kind of person that when I would smoke weed. I don't want to do anything. Like, I know it affects other people differently. Some people get out and run marathons. That's okay. You know, I have no dispute with people smoking weed at all, but I just feel like it didn't have a place in my life anymore, so I just stopped. But I'm not anti-weed at all. I promote weed. I think it should be legalized. Uh, I promote people smoking weed, and I think it's great. But I don't do it myself anymore. Uh, I believe I shared my story of my why I started smoking weed on the show a while ago, but I will quickly recap it. Uh, there was one friend of mine who was like the one guy in my neighborhood who I got like I truly respected. <laughs> like you know, like you kind of become friends when you're young with people just because they're the people in your neighborhood, but they sometimes are kind of like dicks, and you're like, why do I hang out with this person? Yeah. It's just like because your circle of, of network network was so small. Yeah. But this was the one guy who I actually was like, no, this guy's cool. And like, he was the one guy I actually kept in touch with. 
And I was like totally straight edge as a kid. Well, it's hard. You can't really say you're straight edge if you're not doing drugs or anything before you're 18. I was obeying the law, (laughs) I would say. And I was like adamant about not doing it. And then like, and he was kind of like that too. But then he started smoking weed and it was kind of like, oh, interesting. Well, maybe. And then I remember going to... That show, that like radio fest, the K K Rock dysfunctional family picnic, and everybody in my section was smoking weed, and I was just like, "Well, if everybody's doing it, it can't be that bad." And it's like, I already agree with these people on musical taste, so we have some sort of similar sensibilities. And then I tried it, and it was the it was exactly what I was looking for. Changed your life. Uh, yeah, for sure. And it like mellowed me out totally. I was super hyperactive and I'm still pretty hyperactive. And uh, the thing that keeps me coming back to it is it like now I basically I only smoke uh, at night during the week or you know like all weekend I'm, I'm blasted. It's kind of like my reward for the day and I, it really just uh, allows me to just re- relax and it's a great way to, to cap off the day. I, yeah. So that's a reminder. Mind. We've just now told two stories where we started smoking underage. I think we should say, that no, we I was of age. I was like, oh. uh, 18 or, or well, 19. I did. So I should say, I don't endorse that. I think. Yeah. I think I'm really glad that I waited until I was like 19 to smoke because I feel if I started smoking it in high school, I would have dropped out of, <laughs> I agree. And I think uh, it's, I, and I did drop out of high school. Uh, but I think it also stunted my um, my brain development. Yeah, as well, I I could yeah. I totally. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not not intellectually, but I feel like yeah. It's like uh, how much information you absorb. Yeah, I'm glad. I, yeah, that's what, that's exactly why I'm glad I waited a little longer because I already had such a good base uh, of knowledge <laughs> to burn through. <laughs> <laughs> well, so yeah, big. and also, I, yeah, and also, I should say, I don't think I think your parents should make that decision. If you happen to have cool parents that say, "Oh, you're 15." Smoke some weed, then it's okay. But that's there. You're 18. You're not old. Yeah. You're not. And if you're not 18, you're not old enough to make that decision. I think. I would also like to say that when I started smoking weed, like it was very. It was not too long after I got drunk for the first time, mm-hmm. and I just remember how much more I liked being high versus <laughs> being drunk, which yeah. stays yeah. with me to this day. And one <laughs> other thing I wanted to say is that uh, we're a little unusual, especially in Brooklyn, where we both grew up. Because we bypass cigarettes, I think. I know you've smoked oh, cigarettes. Yeah, I did have a bit, but like cigarettes to me were always the grossest thing. And that came yeah. afterward anyway, right? Yeah. You, you smoked weed first. I smoked weed first. Weed was the first thing I ever smoked. And then because of the people I hung out with through the pot culture of the time, there were a lot of people that smoked cigarettes. And the only reason I started smoking cigarettes was just as a way to like not smoke more weed kind of like oh well I want to smoke more but I'm really high Rob had so, an oral fixation yeah that he needed to satisfy what nailed it <laughs> that's why he goes to the song no, and just real quick so I smoked yeah. weed for the first time when I was 15 and um it was just like too much for me to handle. I didn't like it. I also tried cigarettes at that at that age from the same friend who I smoked weed with, and I just didn't care for them. And then um, in college, Rob seduced me with his marijuana and, and his live journal <laughs> and his live journal <laughs> Zanga. And um, I yeah, like shortly after I started becoming like a pothead, I was like, no, you got to try it. It's the greatest yeah. thing ever. So I enjoyed smoking. Um, and I wasn't very social because at first I was very paranoid with it, but you know, Rob guided me 
and showed me the way and like coached me through it. (laughs) And I just like continued to smoke through the social anxiety it gave me. And now I'm able to like be high outside and just like enjoy my surroundings just a little bit more because I'm stoned. So you could say Rob made you a woman then. <laughs> he, he turned me from a girl into a woman. You blossomed. Right. You blossomed. And I, I do think there's like, as someone who spent all day fucking blasted high. Mm-hmm. They said I, all day fucking. <laughs> well, sure. I've done that too. But uh, no, I, I think there is something to waiting to get high. Yes. Versus like, to be high all day, like by the end of the day, you're like exhausted. First of all, when <laughs> I, I do that, it's hard for me to remember what I did that day. And like, I don't want to forget every single day of my life because I'm stoned. You That's know? how yeah. I feel, too. I feel like there's huge chunks of my life that I don't really, maybe bits and pieces I remember. But, I, you know, how, you know how you live in a certain time and you remember what it felt like to be. I feel like I have huge gaps. Yeah, me too. In there because yeah. of weed. And I really do think it, it. I don't. I know they make up a whole bunch of shit. Like it makes you do coke. I think that's all bullshit. No, yeah, yeah. I think the gateway drug thing. The yeah. only reason it could be a gateway drug is if someone is like, "Oh, there's all these bad things they said about pot, uh-huh. and that aren't true. Maybe right. they're not true about these other drugs too." It's not pot's fault that you, you're an idiot and go, you know, fucking <laughs> yeah. do crack. And also now, like, I feel even compared to ten years ago. It's not at all a big deal to be a pothead. Like, yeah. it, there's nothing... Everybody re- smokes weed. Yeah, there's nothing rebellious about it anymore. There's Boring. nothing edgy. Yeah, I really do feel... Like, even I'm kind of like, ah, pot is over. <laughs> but I think, um, you know, I do think a lot of what they say against weed is just propaganda. I do think the memory thing is valid. I think, especially if you take it when you're not a fully formed adult human being yet, I think it really can fuck your memory up yeah. for a long time. I'm so glad that I didn't like it at 15 because I would remember nothing. Yeah, my memory <laughs> is yeah. awful. I have a great... It's actually... It's I shouldn't say it's awful. It's not... You're short to It's inefficient. Though. No, it's not even that. It's both. But it's inefficient. Like, I, my recall is terrible. I remember all kinds of... Yeah, like, like you know so much about, like, history right. and I know trivia and I know things. I know, like... But it's there's no consistency to it. Like, I can't recall things I want. It's just things are there. I happen to be able to know it. Great. But I have no recall. My recall is awful. Thanks a lot, Weed. I can't summon... Uh, I have trouble summoning things from my memory sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Paul says huge gaps is Noah's nickname. Ah. Uh. Well, we usually go in high school, but okay. Let's just call Spanky, it. do you smoke weed? Uh, yeah, I've been smoking for six years. How old are you? Six. No. Uh, I don't remember. Ah, there you Approximately. go. He's 21. Uh, yeah, I don't actually, I don't try to remember my birthday or my name or anything like that because it's not who I am. Who are you? He doesn't want to give any. Are, are you a cybernetic uh, organism? I think he's sent from the future. He's very paranoid. Let's, no, uh, let's not press him. <laughs> no, I'm not paranoid at all. Uh, the reason why I smoke is for spiritual enlightenment. Oh yeah, God, uh, uh, in in my culture, it's been historically used. Uh, the word ganja refers to the yeah. Ganges River. Are you? Oh, I was going to. Sorry, God. I'm from Bangladesh. So oh wow! Mm. That's yeah. That's where it's from. I was picking and up a, a British accent. Question. Sure, another question. Go on. Uh, have you done DMT? No, I haven't. But uh, I've heard a lot of things about it. He's ready to get on board. 
Sounds like uh, I'm. I don't know. Uh, like sounds too scary for DMT me. is a hallucin. It's like an extreme hallucinogen, right? Like that's would that be accurate? Or like a serious hallucinogen? I should say. Yeah, it, it is the most powerful psychedelic. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I I almost feel like my time with psychedelics has passed. <laughs> <laughs> like the last few times I've done shrooms, uh, it was like you know two hours to to feel anything. Uh, one hour of like great enlightenment and two hours of me being completely fucking over it and the trip not being done and like just having the worst thoughts about like existential things about like like well why am I even here why am I even uh, why am I even doing anything I mean I did acid once and that's how that's how it worked for me except for the good part there was no good part oh like uh, which is again I'm not saying I'm not I think everybody should or should is a very strong word. Everyone should, should consider experiment. consider uh, taking some sort of psychoactive. If because you're it, of legal age. If you're of legal age, because you can definitely, like your mind definitely wanders and expands and, and you get these new, uh, this new outlook and this new perspective on your life and it could really, like I feel like during my drug experimentation, I did ecstasy about like there was one summer where i did ecstasy like four or four, four or five times which is not even that much but i feel like doing it those few times like it made it brought up my level of self-confidence so much just because during those trips i was so happy and like everyone's accepting of each other and i realized like oh hey i'm i'm fine i'm not like i am not what my mother said i would be <laughs> can i just well, i just have like a, a, at the time during my late teens i had a very low self-worth and yeah, i feel like because doing, of our, you know yeah right yeah and i feel like crazy mothers do, these trips that i went on <laughs> these spiritual trips really uh helped me realize myself i think that's very specific advice limited to your personal experience though I don't think that's I don't think most people should be doing uh, psychedelic drugs I think it's a, you, you yeah, have to I be you have to be very in touch with who you are as a person and willing to go look deeper at that yeah absolutely I agree completely. and you have but a lot most people aren't do not fit that description so you, you maybe that may be leading them down a bad road I think yeah, I've, uh, I studied neuroscience, mm-hmm. so it can actually cause a really negative cascade I if agree. someone cannot handle it. Mm-hmm. Like me. And uh, one of the key things with psychedelics is set and setting. So yeah. mindset and your physical location. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Like when I... Like how mindset, so your mindset, mindset, basically like, oh, are you stressed out in life right now? Are you right. chill? Is everything yeah. calm? Do you have something that'll freak you out? And also the setting, like where you do it, like doing it in a forest, doing it in the outdoors, I would absolutely recommend. I have some great stories of <laughs> tripping in, in, in forests on shrooms, but... If, you, if you're thinking about doing a psychedelic drugs, I would say it, do a lot of research... Have a lot of therapy. Make sure you're a very happy person. <laughs> and then try to use it to spring. I'm, I, I advise people not to do it at all. But if you want to, you really want to, be very cautious. And also use it as a springboard from being happy to being really enlightened and happy. As yeah. opposed to being miserable and using it as an escape drug. You're going to have a really bad yeah. time. Yeah. No, definitely. Absolutely. And also, I think yeah. it also helps if you're doing it with the right people. Right, and make sure everyone you're with you like, and, and that they're safe be a fun to be time. around. Yeah, yeah, people so that you can trust. That applies for any drug, to, really. I prefer to do them alone. 
I think that applies even to weed. Don't do weed even with people that you don't trust because you are in a limited state of uh, consciousness. Yeah, they're just going to ruin your buzz, man. That too. But I mean, also, you know, you... You don't you don't want to drive a car when you're stoned. Some people can do it, but it's not the mm-hmm. best idea in the world. I'm a way better. And you need people who will prevent you from doing stupid shit when you're smoking weed. So you said you prefer to hallucinate alone, Spanky. Yeah, I do because I, I I I trip really hard. Yeah. Even uh-huh. on weed, I've I've broken through. Absolutely, like, same I've here. Entered other worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one trip that I had. That literally blew my mind. Uh, it changed my life. Just from, and that was the strongest trip I ever had. Tell us about even it. Even compared to mushrooms and LSD, I actually wrote a trip report on it. And like for, on on Eroid class. <laughs> and no, on uh, the DMT Nexus. Oh. Oh, so so you've taken DMT? Yeah, he's I make it. So what, oh, oh. Yeah. take that, Leroy. Shoot, shoot <laughs> me an email. email. We're coming to your house. We're working at dispensary. It's, it's really, please. It's really simple to make. Okay, we'll, we'll take your word for we'll it. We'll take your recipe. <laughs> Let's not give out a recipe. Yeah, I don't think yeah. we should. Well, um, so I think it's um, it's interesting that you like to hallucinate alone because I wouldn't like that because I get way too far inside my head, and that goes along with that paranoia that I would have from smoking weed and going outside and functioning in public. Well, I feel to do it alone, you have to be very experienced and very, like, part of the uh, thing about hallucinating is you're literally going crazy. You're, like, poisoning yourself. So uh, there has to be a part of you that has to be alert enough to calm yourself down to, to remind you that, Oh, this is all temporary. This is going to end. Like, if it does go bad. Yeah, I don't have which, that. Which is something I am very good at yes. for myself, but could still be very uncomfortable. It's still like, okay, I could calm myself, like, oh, this will be gone in an hour, but that's still going to be the most uncomfortable hour <laughs> ever. So you really got to know how much to dose yourself. So to do it alone, you have to be a, a expert, I feel, because then you, you can really. Uh, yeah. Uh, I want to hear I'm about a heavy the. meditator. What? He's a meditator. Yeah. So yeah. Tell, so what yeah, blew your I, I mind? I want to hear about the other planets that he. Decided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. are these? What blew you your mind? Like, like, give us some specifics. Your here. spiritual transcendence. He went to a planet where Donald Trump is a liberal and wants all the uh, people to enter the country. <laughs> wow, you were tripping. Uh, I can actually read it to you if you want. Sure. Yeah. That's what I wrote. Relatively quick. All right. Um, long story short. My mate and I were cooking bark tea, which is uh, part of the process on how to make DNT. Uh, while we did this, we were making a machine. A machine is a smoking device that's made out of a long neck glass bottle, and you meant, you're meant to drill into the, into the base of the bottle. And that takes about 45 minutes, and you can't move your hand while you're doing it, because otherwise you're drilling through glass, so it will just shatter. So you have to be super concentrated and you have to maintain constant pressure. So we smoked up for this. And while I'm drilling into the glass, I have to maintain, I already read, I already read that. This contributed highly to my revelation. Watching the drill, I entered the vortex. I saw the drill and bottle transform into the ground and the actual cement ground into the sky. We did this at around 11 PM. I was wearing a t-shirt and shorts. I love experiencing the night, being totally and utterly awake. As I looked up at the sky, I felt my arms embrace the universe, except my arms were by my side, still clutching the 
drilling bottle, drilling straight and true. So uh, quick quick question. Hold on, hold on. Hello? This is just from weed? Or you already did the DMT? Yeah, this is is just from weed. Just from weed? (laughs) This is some strong weed. Were you dabbing? Yeah. Okay, go on. So in my vision, I was I was embracing the universe, letting it flood me, enter my state of conscience. I let it consume me. I experienced complete and utter divinity. No gods, no entities, just the universe. There was no me. I became the universe. I saw visions of the future. I saw what would happen if we fully harnessed the power of the sun and completely stopped the pillaging of our world. I saw us as a species entering the space age. I saw the fall of archaic thought of entering a new world with hope, peace, and prosperity. I saw the fall of poverty, war, and disease. The four horsemen lay dead. This is all from weed! As a conqueror. Like, this is all just yeah. from weed. I had this when I ate at Tad Steaks yeah. once. <laughs> so hold on, what happens when you take the DMT? Oh, fuck, oh, forget uh, it. That's another story. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I think he that's sees my, a guy uh, with a giant foreskin in front of him. In <laughs> he is in the guy's foreskin <laughs> in a little tiny ship. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that's kind of my favorite part of the trip is when you you realize we are all we are all just a collection of molecules. Right, everything is and connected. How small and insignificant we are. Mm-hmm. So very yeah, I mean, it if gets, we it gets much more intense as I read on. Well, let's get to the super intense part where you're like really freaking out. Uh, so we built skyscrapers worthy of that name. We mastered transport, being able to go anywhere in the world within minutes. We had technology that I couldn't have even fathomed. Then I saw the hubris of a few individuals who wanted more and in- inevitably blew up Earth. Enlightenment lay dead with the four horsemen alive and well, stronger than ever. I saw the bottle in my hands. I saw it as a holy object. The power it has, it was completely inconceivable. Suffice to say, I saw this bottle paving the way for that vision to the future. I saw this bottle uniting people under one banner, the banner of humanity. Then I let my mate start drilling. I'm standing there watching the bottle. You're still it's drilling! Packed. This is all from the, the 45 yeah. minutes that you're drilling. That you yeah. saw the whole world. Yeah. I, it, it got more intense after I stopped drilling. So it cracked, not the bottle. Time and space cracked. I envisioned my mate forming a ravine in the ground, a raging torrent charging through it, destroying everything in its path. It wasn't water. It was just pure energy. I pictured it as black and ethereal, yet having a powerful form and presence. This pure chaotic energy resonated with everything in my vicinity. It breathed life. It breathed death. It breathed order and stability. It breathed chaos and anarchy. The entire world sighed with its heavy burden, and so did I. When I sighed, I saw it changing the world. The breath of life from my lips swirled in the air, picking up more air as it danced around me. It okay, this a is getting very, very, tornado, yeah. <laughs> Then a cyclone. To be at the center of the tornado and not feeling the wind was a strange experience. It then blew up. The way it blew up was... That was the pinnacle. Within a second, I entered the new world. No longer did I see my mate drilling into the bottle. I saw the future. Ex- we have another um, another uh, account of someone oh, using DNT. Here it is. Uh, uh, we're between. Uh, it was. It was. 
it's kind of breaky. That we are drilling. We've, we've muted him, by the way. Let's see if he's still. Let's talk a little bit and see if he's still doing the story. Yeah. What's that, Shlomo? How was the DMT? <laughs> If you, by the way, have hallucination stories, give us a call, 646-929-1357. Let's talk to me. one person who was a bit distinct from the rest. That's fascinating. It was you. There was one person that I thought was me, but it didn't look me. Okay, he's back on mute. Continue, please. Yeah. Please continue. And that's the trip. That's the trip. okay. Wow. Amazing. That's crazy. Look, such a riveting story. If drugs through spirituality can bring peace to the world, uh-huh. then let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, that was that was pretty crazy. Um, the only thing I the mo- the most fascinating thing I came up with when I was tripping was that uh, the entire world exists for me to make fun of it. That was, <laughs> that was like my quote, my personal quote that I realized like, oh, I just I don't take anything too seriously. Mr. Paul said, I'm beginning to think this call is a hallucination. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Are you hallucinating right now, Spanky? Uh, I'm a bit stoned, yes. Now, Spanky, let me ask you. So the DMT, you know, you do you smoke it or do you just is it like do liquid form? It, like how do you how do you snort it? Yeah, um, it, it's found in free base crystals. So you have to freebase something. Oh, for fuck's sake. So you have to smoke uh, something. Uh, the ancient Amazonians have been drinking it in the form of ayahuasca. Yeah, that's what okay, you do. Yeah. That's freebase too much work. Yeah, no, I'd want to drink it. Uh, so uh, how long How long after you drink it does it hit you? Is it basically like just digestion, like 40 minutes to an hour and a half or whatever? Yeah, 40 minutes, but it lasts about six hours. Six hours? Now, what's the half-life of it? Like, when's the peak? Like, how long does the peak last? I'd- Say three hours. So th- three hours. Actually, done ayahuasca because you get a lot of nausea. You'll probably vomit. How long does it take for it to kick in? No, like uh, forty minutes. Right Sounds now, like right? a great experience. Oh yeah. Wait, how long does it take? Yeah, um, I think forty minutes. But vaporizing freebase, it's fifteen minutes total. How many doses do you have to take? And that's uh, it's fifty milligrams for a breakthrough dose. So that's two doses? No, that's one dose. It's, it's <laughs> Teamwork. Nice. Good work. Good work. Well, no, that was fascinating, Spanky. No, uh, it wasn't. That was, uh, <laughs> what? That wasn't fascinating. Uh, well, uh, uh, Spanky, if you want to send me some DMT, shoot me an email. <laughs> oh, you're just trying to get drugs out. Fortunately for Spanky, I have very short attention span, yeah. likely due to drugs. So, <laughs> Spanky's a nice guy. I'm no, saying. that, was, yeah, that yeah, story yeah. was a little... Well, the, the thing I realize about hallucination stories is they mean a lot to the person because the person experienced yeah. them. Uh-huh. But to explain a hallucination to somebody else, it doesn't I mean, carry through. But it's a, well, let's examine the word itself. It's a hallucination, meaning he's not, it didn't actually happen. It's, yeah. it's creative writing aided by drugs. Yeah. So, you know, you're telling me a fictional story. He's selling it like as if he... I thought he did a very good it. job. It did really it happen to him. But who cares? So what? He uh, could start his own podcast of DMT hallucinations. Oh, let's do that and read them and let people listen to them. Let's see how many live, see how live reads you get. We have another call. Seven oh one. You're on the Metal Injection Livecast. <clears throat> uh, hey guys, it's Levi. 
Hello What's there. What's up, Levi? You hear that? You got a guy, uh, guy manufacturing uh, guy, hard hallucinogens. Sh- that, 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 that bullshit right there, that was ridiculous. He was like reading from a script almost. That was just hippie jargon right there. Oh, that, that was, was his absurd. live journal. Didn't you hear him say, uh, <laughs> boobalicious bisnatch? <laughs> I went out in the who, forest and I, I saw my boobalicious bisnatch as I was drilling into the ground. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I gotta say, and just like, just from weed, just like, whatever, like, holy yeah. shit, like, that, that is just like too deep. Well, uh, that was only page one, by the way. Have you ever yeah, done? Yeah, yeah, fuck the other pages. Have you ever done DMT, Levi? Um, only just nibble shrooms, uh, drank, and I smoke. I pretty much keep it pretty, uh, just like down low like that. Pretty nasty. Um, little, little cocaine, little cocaine every once in a while, but I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> just like, yeah, I, I, I chill. Little cocaine. How did you start smoking weed? Um, I actually uh, started smoking weed when I was 18, uh, the first time I came to California. Um, and I, I just didn't smoke weed forever because, like, my, my dad always smoked weed. I just, like, skated and, like, kept it clean. Um, and then I, I just started smoking weed when I first came to California. I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. All right. Do you have a, a comment or a question of any sort? Or were you just calling it to call it? No, sir. Uh, no, actually, me and my homie uh, were uh, just doing uh, record shopping. Um, and, yeah, just been listening to you guys. Okay. Okay, awesome. Right on. So we'll, we'll let you keep on listening because we have another caller. Damn, they're lining up today. By the way, the number to dial, 646-929-1357-847. You're on the live cast. Hello? Yes. What's your name? Where are you from? Hey, this is Donish. Oh, Donish. What's Hi, up, man? Donish. Not much. Uh, just, just got off from work on the train to go to the spa right now. Oh, right on. <laughs> Korean spa? Korean spa, all nude? Yes. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. You really got a good schmidt. So you have been? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's it's unbelievably nice. So, okay. Um, Rod- are you shitting us? Are, are, are you making a joke or have you actually gone to a, a bathhouse slash sauna? I'm... Yeah, I've I've been to a bit. I'm going to I'm going there right now. King Spa Niles. <laughs> All right. So, have you seen men um, jerking each other off in the pool at, at at these Korean spas before? You know, I, I can't say I saw that. that but there wasn't same, a whole lot of that going on. But also, you were looking for it. Now that you know, <laughs> yeah, now you'll be on the lookout. You know, I'll let you know if I see any. All right. Yeah. What like, about the wooden box oh. full of toenails? Oh. <laughs> That I, I didn't see that here. I did um, tweet at Noah a couple months ago that I did see that happen on the train. Mm. Someone uh, cutting their toenail. Uh, did you say something? No, it was uh, it was disgusting. Yeah, I usually say something. <laughs> did you see that? If it's uh, done next to me. Did you see that machine that they advertise on those seen on TV commercials now? Oh, the petty thing? I don't know what it no. is, but it's Wait, like, like a—it's like a sander for your. Yeah, for yeah. Your you put it—you put your fingers in there, and it hey, shaves. It, sand, off. it sands your nails. But oh, when yeah. it, the, the refuse that's produced by this looks like Parmesan cheese, it looks uh, like little. Yeah, that's the thing. It doesn't. Oh God! There's no like no functionality to like grab the sanded nail, right? So it's just flying all over yeah, the place. It goes everywhere. Ew! It, and it just seems like the most uncomfortable machine yeah. to you. Like, who wants Awful. to sand your their yeah. nail? What a shitty fucking invention. Excuse me. I don't even like clipping my nails. My wife makes me do it. Have you seen those like petty eggs where it's like um, a razor and you peel like the bottom of your heel and stuff? Yes. Sometimes um, 
well, a good nail salon won't do it because it's really not sanitary. Right. But like I've seen women get their heels shaved off and there's just like a mountain of dead skin. Ah, I should talk to the foreskin guy. <laughs> well, that's what he should use. Show oh, off some of that undercarriage. Uh, would Ugh. you use a communal nail clipper, Donish? Definitely not. Come on. I have my own private one. No one touches it. Mm. <laughs> Gross. I agree. Everyone should just have their own. They're like a dollar, three bucks at most. Yeah. How, how's exactly. Your, how's your radio show going? If anyone knows about good. Actually, I'm having my first radio show um, of the year tomorrow. Oh, nice. This is our first one of the year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Maybe we'll call into and, uh, your show I, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I, I can, I'll post info on Facebook if you do want to call in. We're in our seventh uh, season now. Crazy. Seventh season, yeah. That's I, I've been listening since episode like fifteen or something. Yeah, what took you so long? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Did not use the internet. Took you like two months there to get involved. <clears throat> I was just leaping in a podcast. I had no clue what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> we'll let you off the hook. All righty. Well, uh, also, um, happy birthday to Darren. Oh, thank you nice. very much. I'm doing the best I can with it. I don't like getting older, and these things depress me. <laughs> I appreciate the kind words for sure. Oh, yeah. No a- problem. And happy You've aged well. Oh, well, thanks. Jeez, we don't know what I looked like before. <laughs> but I'm your, working your, on your it. Your image in my head is uh, it's, it's youthful. Oh, wow. Thank you. I'm very immature. That must be what it is. <laughs> it must be the sash that you wore in that picture that we posted of you my, earlier. My birthday princess sash? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And my, and my Sasha, ba- Sasha and Sasha. My Sasha Banks glasses. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I love it. Those are actually my sister-in-law's glasses. I want to give her credit. <laughs> All right, Donna. And her we're sash. Gonna, we're going to let you go. All righty. Thank you for calling in. Bye, Don. All right, the show is just powering through. I want to take a quick break because I drink a lot of iced coffee Uh-oh. and I really need to pee. So while while we take this quick break, I wanted to play the diss track. Oh, yeah. Uh, we talked about Frankie Palmieri last week. And what, what, of Has course, there been any updates? The only update is that he says he has a full band already and they're going to release sure. an album this year. And it's going to be an album all making fun of Rob. <laughs> Let's hope so. It'll be great free publicity. Anyway, here is the diss track. We'll be back shortly. Twenty fourteen Metal Injection Livecast. What up, Frankie Paul Mary? I heard you wrote a song about me. You're upset. Like you're my girl and I didn't call you back. It's not like that, Frankie. It's not like that at all. You don't know me. You don't know what I'm about. You don't know what the live cast is about. You know, every time we write about a Muir, we get a lot of hits of metal injection. But right now, I think it's time we hit back. I 
heard a record from Amur today. Crying like a fucking 10 year old girl today. Aww. All the bloggers being mean to the racist, meth head, trailer trash, drama queen. So now it's Robber that you sweating. What happened? You got bored of telling school kids to fire weapons? Something you're forgetting. Robber 6 7. He'll fuck you up and finish off his ribs without sweating. I'm sorry, Robber made you cry. Made you cry. Didn't know you're such a sensitive, sensitive guy. guy. Believe in UFOs like Alex fucking Jones. They should have put some talent up your ass crack with an anal probe. You love calling people homos. Remember that? Bitch, so what you wanna do? And soon you're gonna run, run out of acacia strain sauce to steal your shitty fucking sound from. Writing hurt lyrics like a girl in middle school. I'm sorry, Frankie, but he's not that into you. Your music blows, your pussy homophobe. Get another ugly neck tat on your neck fat, you little hoe. What you so mad about, Frankie? What the hell you mad about, Frankie? Why are you so motherfucking angry? You don't wanna beef with Pazbani. Why do all your bandmates hate you, Frankie? You cry so much you need a motherfucking hanky. Writing brokenhearted songs, you're so angsty. Trust me, you don't want to be with past bodies. Why the fuck are you so motherfucking angry? What the fuck is wrong with you, Frankie? Get the bunch out of your panties. What the fuck is wrong with you, Frankie? Yeah, thrash or trash this song when you get done making the next round of Columbine t-shirts. Your ass just got electrocuted again, little biatch. What's up? I'm Freddy from Amir, and you're getting your fix from Metal Injection. One of my all-time favorite things that we've ever done. I get, you know what's funny? People think that's me rapping. Yeah. Uh, and I, I constantly get the credit. I don't mind. Then I take it. Please, <laughs> you do. I thought you denied it. Well, I, I did at first, but then I realized, like, what's the point even? Like, it's just so much explaining, and I know you don't care. Like, you'd rather I don't. I don't <laughs> want any one random crazy Amur fan to come shoot me. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, thanks, thanks for listening. That's like kind of my response now. <laughs> yeah, that's like a neutral answer. Yeah. Vague. Oh my god, that cannoli was delicious. Noah had a little uh... Rob ran to the bathroom and I pushed a cannoli into my face. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Another hilarious story to end the year is a man in Wisconsin was thrown in jail. Excuse me. After throwing a beer at the bartender at his local watering hole mm-hmm. for changing Black Sabbath oh God. to Christmas music. God knows they have to hear those fucking songs over and over again, for sure. Can't turn that which, off. Which ones? Black Sabbath songs. <laughs> <laughs> was the man a one Ken Pierce? He was not. Oh, that's a great thing, great point that you mentioned because Sid did link me to his Yelp page. There are some great new reviews there, and if you want to pull them up, oh. that we can basically do all, the whole rest of the show of just that. Thank you, Noah. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> I'm like, so glad that Ken Pierce entered my mind. <laughs> oh my God! Please, nobody extract that extract that and send it to Ken Pierce. <laughs> I forgot how to uh, locate his page. I don't have it saved. Do you have oh, the, one moment. Just send me a link. <laughs> just uh, just go to Piercing Metal. I'm sure there's a on his social media. I don't think links. so. <laughs> oh, it is. Um, but uh, hold on, I'll find it. 
Oh, I think his Yelp is just piercing Ken. <laughs> I believe. Oh, I, maybe we should have said that on the air. Well, who cares? <sighs> giving him hits. Piercing Ken was the was what the I guy mean, it's was a public, doing. It's a public. It's a. Did you? What be, the guy was doing in the pool? You I fucking just, asshole! I, I, I just want to mention that I put in Yelp piercing Ken, <laughs> and the Google result says, "Did you mean Yelp piercing men?" <laughs> No, Google! Kind of. <laughs> I wonder what he reviewed. This is so exciting. All right, I'm posting it in the chat. Okay, so people can read along. Yeah, everyone can read along. <laughs> Let's see, what do we got here? So he reviews a church. A church? The aquarium? Was it Our Lady of Perpetual Health where that wrestling show no, was? No, no. It's in Manhattan. Uh, an aquarium. Blarney. I want to f- find things he shits on, but everything seems to have a lot of stars. Blarney Stone has a three star review. Why is it only three stars? That's the lowest he goes. Oh, and a Domino's. <laughs> He's a very fair reviewer. He works on a three to five rating system. What did he give the the Domino's? Let's see. Domino's has a three, so that's his worst. What would you like to hear? We got that. We got the Blarney Stone. We got Ripley's Aquarium of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We got St. Thomas's Church, Fifth Avenue. That's very short. Let's do traveling, Ken, and and do the one in um, South Carolina. Oh, the aquarium. Yeah. I will admit that signs show... Oh, by the way, this was done today. Oh. Oh. This was posted today. 1-3-2016. I will admit that signs showcasing a great white shark are what first drew my interest in the Ripley's Aquarium of Myrtle Beach, which was one of the spots that I would visit when down in the region, seeing relocated family members. My folks are of the mindset of keeping their visitors busy. It sounds like a euphemism. And this also applies to me. So on one of the days, we headed to this... Pati- what, are they trying to get rid of Ken when he visits? <laughs> yeah, why don't you go to the aquarium? Have fun. Uh, inside the Ripley's Aquarium was a giant fish tank where you could see... Where you could see was amounted to be... Thou- that's really awful. <laughs> Thousands of different kinds of exotic fish. It was pretty nice, but there was more... Ex- Exploring to do inside. You should def take a photo of the jaws of the megalodon. Parentheses, ancient great white shark. And kiss the neck of the dolphins. (laughs) (laughs) The shark said I was getting a little too close. There is a section with a lot of different... I like Angry Ken better. Yeah, so if you go back to the chat, I... Like I, there's a page with his lowest reviews. Oh yeah, I was gonna do that next. But, yeah, um, I already did the work for you. Buddy. We did Casa Pepe already. <laughs> we did Casa Pepe. That was the which sharing. Is a, one. a great place. I can't believe he shat on it. Uh, did oh. we do the Dallas BBQ? Where's the, oh my <laughs> it's god? On this Look at the. You got it. Let's see. I'm sure he says two stars. But first of all, this is like War and Peace. He went to the one on 42nd Street. Ah. Uh. Which uh, that would be the worst I, one. I got. I'm sorry. I gotta overrule you and read this other one. This sure. Week. Shorties, sandwiches, and cheesesteaks. Five seventy six Ninth Avenue, in Manhattan. 
I've been to Shorty's a number of times with different groups of friends, and this last time around, <laughs> I noticed con- some considerable changes that were worth mentioning to the Yelp community. <laughs> the food was still good, but the changes, in my humble opinion, were not read on. Ooh, what a teaser. <laughs> right off the bat, I noticed how the menus were new. And I was told that with a new location opened up, that they were trying to keep consistency across the board. Never a bad thing when it's to the customer's advantage. A lot of the additional sandwich fare was gone, and it is now focused on being a Philly cheesesteak establishment. That worked for me, since this is what I know I come here for. If I want a burger, there are five excellent spaces within a block's radius that I can do that at. The foot-long cheesesteak has been shortened to around nine inches. (laughs) And the half sandwich has been eliminated entirely. This screws you as a customer. If you are only interested in the smallest sandwich, we were told that they give you additional meat to make up for it. But I did not... He just wants the meat. I did not notice this at all on my sandwich because I'd been here a few times before and could tell. (laughs) Oh, yes. The price per sandwich seemed to be the same as it was when it was the foot-long version. Totally unacceptable. Give me less, charge me less. (laughs) Item two. When asked for the option of getting sharp provolone, we wondered why... I'm just, that's how I picture he would say provolone. Yeah, that's definitely how you would say provolone. Provolone, the Italian way. We wondered why it was stressed. Hmm. When the bill came, we noticed an additional $1 charge for this cheese. This is a cheesesteak. So when you give the customer the option of either a cheddar, American, or provolone (laughs) on the sandwich... Do not nickel and dime them on one of the choices. Sounds like they dollared them. Yeah. (laughs) Item three. My guest and I were told how the happy hour prices lets you get a beer with the sandwich, and it makes up for the slight added cost. That made no sense to me, and we were not finding the beers to be all that happily priced despite Despite this being happy hour. <laughs> all in all. Oh, sorry. Item four. <laughs> all in all, my guest and I had two sandwiches, two appetizers, and three beers each. Jesus, partying. During the happy hour, the bill total was almost $70. That's nothing. That's like $25 a person, yeah. And they had three beers. Yeah. Oh, oh no. For two people. Sorry. That's $35 a person. And I was kind of stunned. A couple of things that need to happen here to make it a worldwide... He's got demands. A worthwhile spot for me again. One. This is actually numbered. One. Bring back the full-on foot-long sandwich. (laughs) I'm bringing a ruler. (laughs) I don't care if you leave the half sandwich out. 
as people can always share what they order in a pinch. He's going back on his philosophy. Now he cares about that. Now he wants to share? (laughs) I don't think so. Ken, listen. Consistency in Yelp reviews is very important. Continuity matters. Yes. This is your reputation. Two offer combinations. (laughs) I am so... Tired. So tired. Of having to spend an extra amount if I want a side of fries or anything else. Me too. It's ridiculous. Wouldn't you have to do that anyway if it's yes. a combination? <laughs> like, what is this? This is not a high end trendy place. It's a sidestep from a burger bar at the end of the day. Three. <laughs> Give people a real happy hour, especially when it comes to <laughs> beers. I visit. Dukes, religiously, based on their amazing happy hour pricing. Dukes is a buffet next to my job. (laughs) Sadly, they were too far from the concert I was hitting on this visit. (laughs) Dukes is gone now, sadly. Rest in peace. Because if Heath mentioned Dukes in another uh, one, right? Another review. Mm. It was like a great bar by a a great uh, diner by uh, Irving Plaza. Does he work for Dukes? Because he (laughs) he mentions Dukes in every review. That's oh wait wait wait. wait. You got to go to number four. Number four is Uh, well. Let me finish. I'm going to read the entirety of this. (laughs) Review. Uh, If I had chosen this new approach, Shorty's, instead of a nearby Dukes, I would have been very pissed at myself. Four, get some better hot sauces. (laughs) A small bottle of Tobasco sauce. I want Cholula. (laughs) Helps no one. A small bottle of Tobasco sauce helps no one. No one. No cancer was cured. There are so... He didn't say that. There are so many amazing hot sauce variations available to the consumer, and they should adventure into a couple of them. Not venture. Adventure. Adventure into a couple of them. Get yourself a nice Indiana Jones hat and a whip. Go get some hot sauce. Mind you, I realize I am an NYC... And things are expensive here. But this particular visit has found me saying I do not think I am going again anytime soon. Two people and an almost $70 tab for the amount of stuff we partook in was outrageous. I've had more than this at the neighboring Smith's Bar and not even come close to this tab. If some drastic changes are not looked into, I fear this place... Is not too long for the finding. For the, what? what does that mean? Way to close, Ken, <laughs> with an awkward, stilted English phrase. Maybe he was so angry that he was like hammering out his keyboard and stopped working. So that was Shorty's. Uh, I've also been directed to his one-star review of LaGuardia Airport <laughs> by El Dutorino, but I don't see it. I'm looking. Can you find it real quick? I'm just having trouble navigating this. Just do. Uh, oh yeah, it's on that same page. Just scroll down. I didn't see it. I went all the way to the bottom. Uh, oh, it's okay. one past the the final one. Oh, I see. All right. <laughs> Let's see. <clears throat> LaGuardia Airport. Two check-ins. Yes, two check-ins there. I really don't like this airport. <laughs> It feels dirty no matter where you look. And it's often a pain in the patoot to get to. (laughs) 
you use the word patoot? Patoot. P-A-T-O-O-T. Patoot. Based on the method you are getting there. I am stuck using the BQE. So we have to pass every major traffic inconvenience to get there since I am in Bay Ridge. Outside of this, once you get inside, it always feels like a clusterfuck. Mass, I'm assuming fuck. It says uh, two, the U and the C are uh, censored. <laughs> I wonder if they held him back. The man made him, or did he do no, that No, he himself? was just being considerate. That's He's nice. a professional writer. Massive lot. Does he do that on piercing metal too? Does he <laughs> block out the fuck words? Uh, massive lines everywhere and no real positive flow of people traffic. Yes, I realize it's an airport in a major metropolitan area, but there are ways to move things along quickly. Ken Pierce, the city planner. <laughs> there. Yeah, you could have just taken the city bike. There is no way around the security precautions. No shit. And while it's sometimes a bit much, I am thankful for them as they are there to make sure nothing bad happens. (laughs) My observations... (laughs) The pro-TSA rant. My observations about this area is that there could be a little more signage to enter the terminal about what you specifically need to do. Lately, I have been putting any rings, pins, and watches in my shaving kit as opposes to taking it all off to put in a bin. Why is, why is all this information in a review about LaGuardia Airport? I'd lose stuff like that. <laughs> Thanks. Great. Now I know what to expect when I go to uh, an airport LaGuardia. with Ken Pierce. Yeah. <sighs> this airport really needs a massive overhaul and... Perhaps rebuilding, as it is an entrance to our great metropolis. <laughs> I dread coming here, but fear that I must, since spirit flies directly to my destination only from this airport, while JFK does not. Spirit Airlines are like the worst, the worst. airlines. Spirit is like taking an origami plane into the <laughs> sky. Yes. Well, he likes to keep costs low. <laughs> So far, I have been lucky in terms of my flights being on time. But that was based on my getting the first flight out of the city to go to my destination. I have learned that it is often already here based on where it's coming from. My only good experience with this place. Another upside is the charging stations that I viewed around me. I love a full phone charge. But didn't take advantage of these on my last visit. <laughs> ah, what? You didn't use it, so it's a downside to the. All right. No, he said it's an upside. Fault. Oh, upside. Okay. Which are literally in every airport. Ah, <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> did we read his dentist review? I think. We did I once. feel like we read the dentist, but I really want. I really feel like we, I know this might be getting a little too much, but the Dallas barbecue one has some really yeah, good bits in it. I want to hear that one. Okay. Is it you want me to skip around or read the whole thing? I think you could do the whole thing because it's just there's so many absurd lines. Okay, so Dallas Barbecue for people who don't live in New York, it is basically like a local chain that's the equivalent of maybe an Applebee's or a Friday's. Somewhat, yes. Uh, it's on that like tier. a lesser grade, I would say. Maybe like Olive Garden. Well, hold on. I, I feel like the experience is way different from Applebee's. But that's the tier of food you're eating on. It's yeah. Like processed, uh, a, like a, a pseudo restaurant. Like low yes. end. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like there was my early 20s. I lived in a Dallas barbecue. Oh, there. sure. It's good. Ribs, good combo. Food. Yeah. 
Uh, so they basically have, you know, like ribs, steak, mm-hmm. kind of that kind of thing, like fried chicken, maybe fried chicken wings. And then like fancy, like, like big ass, like frozen alcoholic drinks. Okay. So with that said. It has, and there's one right in Times Square, which is. Which is the worst one to go. It's yeah. extremely ghetto. It's like so, it's just, and it's the size of a football field. Yeah, it's Tables so huge. And, and, together. and the people that are in there are just it's very out of this so world. It's so loud. It's basically Maury's guest. It's like yes. 50% <laughs> to be f- yeah. ghetto black people and 50% a white trash trailer trash. And people. to be fair, any restaurant in Times Square is going to be terrible. Like you want right. to avoid that area like the plague unless right. you absolutely have no choice. But go <clears throat> It has been a while since I went to Dallas BBQ <laughs> on 42nd Street. There's so much superfluous <laughs> stuff in his reviews. Who cares? There are so care. many other barbecue places in New York City that he could go to yeah, also. That's the point, Ken. But since I needed a, both a reasonable and quick option for eats, my friend and I decided on this. If you have never been here before, let me tell you that the space itself is massive with tables for as far as the eye can see. Fortunately, despite the size of the venue, the wait staff are quick movers, and it seems to be very easy to grab a table. Once seated, I took a glance at the menu, and in a trying to avoid another night of burgers frame of mind... (laughs) I decided on, so it turned out that wasn't grammatically incorrect, just horribly written. I decided on a plate of their brisket. I got to say that again. (laughs) In a trying to avoid another night of burgers frame of mind, I decided on a plate of their brisket. It was to come sliced with gravy and a side of fries or mashed potatoes. Potatoes. I opted for fries to keep it easy. Sating the thirst would be one of their frozen strawberry margaritas. But he's so, oh my God, he's so stilted with this writing. But I would not do the extra shot of tequila in this to keep the check manageable. And plus, my companion was not drinking alcohol this evening. I also had to hold a camera in a little while, so wanted complete focus. By the way, so Ken Ken is a photographer. He has barely a notch above a consumer camera. Like, Jeez. like me. I don't know if you could, you could like replace the lenses, but that's about it. I had to hold my cell phone's camera app shortly <laughs> after. I had to hold a camera for my website <laughs> that seven people visit. Six of them related to Ken Pibbs. I had to open my laptop so that the webcam would be pointed at my subject. <laughs> my iPad had to be directed towards the stage so I could take photos. The order came not too long after ordering, and I was surprised to Great find sentence. the plate of brisket being served on a bun like that of a hamburger. <laughs> I oh, That's not how we do it where I come. Here comes the good part. I opened mine up and found slices of brisket that were almost complete fat and gristle. <gasps> There was no way I was eating this. <laughs> so I called the waiter over, who rolled his eyes at my complaint and said, wait one minute. I'm sure that the waiter was like some like 16-year-old kid guy, working yeah. there, what? having to tend like, to Ken Pierce. Food, man. I want to get off work. <laughs> yeah. Finally, a manager came over. 
and asked what the problem was, and I repeated myself to his very snide, so you don't want this now? Like it was my fault. (laughs) Truthfully, I might joke a bit, but I am not snotty or a chronic complainer. And I just put it out there that this was unsatisfactory. And he was that helping he can, the community. And that he can leave the attitude with the customer to some tourist instead of trying this garbage with me. He appeared shocked. So I guess he would often spook any complainer into thinking they were wrong, but this was indeed a terrible plate of meat. (laughs) And not how it was even presented on the menu. Since time was limited, I said to please give me a burger. And yes, that was tasty, but it was not what I had planned for this evening. And the I'm smarter than the customer attitude really pissed me off. So the Yelp remains at a low score. Is that a thing? The Yelp? My Yelp of this? Is that... I've never heard that. Yelp a noun? Like a Yelp? I Yelped? uh, Yeah. I I Yelped yelped is... uh, I thought that meant to look up on Yelp, not to give a review. Well, that's not even what he's saying. He's saying... The review itself is a Yelp. Oh, the rating, he's saying. Yeah. The Yelp. The, the Yelp remains at a low score. Right, so the rating. Yeah, he's, he's, he's Yelp. yelping about it. No the, one says that. That's a Ken thing. Considering that there are a multitude of other places to eat in the immediate vicinity, management should have a care on what they say <laughs> yeah. or how they convey it. Now... He did say at the beginning of this review there is a football field level of tables. What do they give a fuck? One idiot they fucking guy. Leave, leave. Now go. Go yeah. to the other one. Oh, you want to fucking brisket? All right, next. Uh, you got an open table here. Yeah, and most of the people that work there are teenagers. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. I am someone who hates to send back food because then it becomes trash and that sucks. Being contested for this during my visit was not something that left me with wanting to return soon again. If you must go here based on the dollar value, meaning you're a cheap fucking broke, like Ken Pierce, and the size of your group and convenience, I say stick with something easy, but also suggest you show no fear if it's a pile of crap. If not, I recommend the nearby Mexican place or just dining at one of the venues that you might be attending an event at since... Oh, that you might be attending an event at since they often have food, too. Thanks, yes, overpriced Ken. pretzels. Oh, Maron, this guy. That was great. El Dutorino says, I'm not a chronic complainer, just a yelper. <laughs> it's so true. He asked if there's a review of the M&M store. I don't see one. No, there's not. I don't. There's, or, or the Toys R Us that they just he closed down. He has 18 pages of reviews. This Amazing. is insane. It's He's like dedicated. all he does is review things. He's helping his community. Like In his mind, that's what he thinks is happening. He's certainly helping our show. That was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Mr. A, my, my voice is destroyed. I already had a cold. Now I read that shit for half an hour. Uh, all right. Well, we're we're about near the end of our show. We didn't have yeah, voicemails right. or anything, right? I don't think we had a voicemail. Let me just double check. People can leave us a voicemail. 
That's right. If you go to metalinjection.net slash livecast, uh, you can leave a voice. We have a two-second voicemail. I'm not sure if this is uh, anything. Let's take a listen. Hey, Metal Injection. Thanks for a great year. All right. Huh. Thank you. It's nice. Welcome. To the point. <laughs> but leave your name so we can know who it's from. It's all right. You want to be anonymous. It's fine. But that's uh, not how you leave a proper voicemail. That's his way. What's, the, what's the proper way, Noah? Give them a give them a little. Uh, what what tutorial. would be your Yelp review of that voicemail? <laughs> Not enough information. Not enough information. You're not a fan of that kind of uh, a brevity. I just want long voicemails, like you would leave your friends or your parents. Mm-hmm. Hey, livecast, what's up? What are you doing? Not me, much. me, nothing. <laughs> just here. <laughs> Doing stuff. Yeah. You know, just taking a bath. I drew a bath. You take baths. Some people take showers. I like baths. <laughs> Show it to BBQ. <laughs> Give me a fatty brisket. It's terrible. Too much gristle. Yeah. Not a fan of the gristle. Me neither. I like gristle. Gristle and fat. Got to be some meat in there, but I like a lot of fat on my meat. Oh, let's do a quick thrash it or trash it. Some people in the chat, Mr. Paul, why don't you call in and uh, and uh, wow, we're all over the place. We're doing the Yelp review segment. We're bringing oh, back band. all our segments. Uh, El Duarino has a band. Uh, he said, "Check out my friend's band, Tormentor." All right, Tormentor. This is Tormentor, the Metal Injection Live. Cast. Up, making sure there's no ad. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. The track is called "Exile from Flesh." It's so Mm, sounds good. I'm into it. Yeah. We'll play the next one. All right, it's time. Thrash it or trash it. Oh, it's pretty good. Oh, oh. Thrash it or trash it. Thrash it or trash it. No, no, say it sexily. Thrash it or trash it. Thrash it or trash it. Thrash it or trash it. Here we go. Target. Thrash it. There's a vocalist. I don't know, but we're about a minute in. Yeah. That's it. That's all they get. It's the first minute. I don't mind skipping it. This is intriguing. Like a Chuck Schuldiner type of Alright, I'll go first. And by the way, this is the easiest version of our game yet. There's only three of us here. Yeah. Yeah, we have the highest chance of winning. Yep. So, uh, 
I thought the recording was kind of weak. I feel like they could have spent a little more time on the production. I like the thrashiness. I like the uh, uh, very clear, like the Megadeth influence on the music and then the vocals. I don't mind the vocals. I wouldn't mind these guys if they were opening up for a, a thrash band I went to see if they were the local opener and I showed up a little too early while I, w- I would be annoyed. You wouldn't go outside and smoke weed while they were on stage. Oh, uh, yeah, I'd have my beer before going outside. To sm- but probably by the end of their set, I'd be outside smoking weed yeah. to get right. So I'll give it a mild thrash. Okay. Um, I was really into that intro, uh, that meandering intro. Mm-hmm. I like melodic uh, guitar. And once that riff kicked in, I thought it was really great. Um, the vocal didn't really enhance it, uh, but it's tolerable. It's not one of these horrible guttural growls. It's got There's distinct words in there that I can make out. There's lyrics. The lyrics play a part in the song, which is fantastic, rather than just being an excuse to have a song. Um... Uh, and oh, I, I really feel I agree with Rob that production needs a lot of work, needs help. Um, and the drums sound like shit, I would say, also. Whoever, it's, I don't know if that's a drum machine or if that's a real drummer, but that drum tone is very weak and like weak sauce and just tap, tap, tap. It needs to, to be it a needs lot more. more pots. Needs more yeah, pots. Well, no, it's kind of like that, actually, which is what's making it bad. It sounds a little Saint Angry at certain points. Um... Overall, I much I liked it a lot more than Rob did, and I think it's really good. It needs some tweaks, but I give it a very enthusiastic thrash. No. Um, so I feel like I enjoyed it more because I'm stoned right now than I would when I'm not stoned. So um, I feel like my judgment right now is a little bit impaired. That's that's part of the game. Um. But while I enjoy it, I also thought the production was really bad. Mm-hmm. It's overly produced. And I feel like the song structure itself, it, it just tries to be, you know, it's trying to be like death a little too hard. Like Keep just, it simple. Right. Keep it simple. You don't have to have every bit of the formula in one song. Um, I agree with that. So since I'm stoned... I guess I'll say that I trash it. Oh. Mm. Because. So close to Dorito. Because um, they need to work a little bit harder. Wow, I really thought we had one there. <laughs> Sorry, Duder. But you got two out of three. Uh, yeah, listening. After I stopped talking and I started listening to it again, mm-hmm. it really sounds like uh, someone taking a piece of cardboard and hitting their hand with it. I, and I <laughs> totally drums. see what you mean about like they're trying too many things in the song. Yeah, I, I agree with that. There were too many changes. Yeah, it's like, like I too feel like, much. The, like yeah. just you know, keep it for like three songs or whatever. Like I, spread them out. Yeah, I think that's like a big problem. Uh, a big problem with like this modern bands with not modern musicians who learn how to play guitar from like you know tabs and stuff and just yeah, like learning exactly. parts yes, and so exactly. like for them it's more about like showing off all the different tricks that they can do as opposed to writing a great song do your own right. thing it's almost like wrestling with spot fests yeah everyone like wants too to, many spots they want yeah. to do their spot and they don't want to tell a story let your personality shine through the music and tell your story yeah like you right. have to really uh the music is a medium for you to, to your soul to come out whatever that is 
Yeah. The music is not really the star. The music is your conduit to getting at the truth. Right. And, and, that's, think, and, and that's why you should stop studying from tabs and actual you know, actually find yeah. someone who understands music. But that can be helpful, too. I mean, it's not that sure. that's worthless. It's, it's just, a great way to, like, to get your skills up. Yeah, I mean, just, like, if you're going to learn an instrument, take lessons. Don't try to teach yourself because you can always learn more from somebody else who, who has access to that knowledge. Totally agree. All right. Just remember, Deuterino, Noah is the one that fucked that up for you. <laughs> not us. Go tell your friend to take some music lessons. <laughs> now, Mr. Paul, his band is called Footprints in the Custard. Oh, Mr. I like it already. Mr. Paul refuses to call in, although okay. we've asked. I like the name so far. It's cute. Uh, so Hopefully, that's not the only good thing about it. Uh, although, I'm going to say it sounds like, you know, it's going to be like a grindcore. Let's all guess what it's going to be with a name like that. It sounds like it's going to be some kind of anal cunt or something. What do you think? Hmm. I'm thinking more like Cavalry Tech. Like rock and roll, death yeah. death rock and roll, death yeah. and roll. Let's see who's right. What do you All think, right. Rob? Um, hard to say. I see that the well, song you're looking is, at this. Yeah, the song about. is like four and a half minutes, so it can't be yeah, a grind definitely song. Definitely not. Uh, but let's take a, they, their new album, The Descent of Decency. Hmm. Oh, that's comes clever. out this spring. Okay. Oh. Maybe a little symphonic. And the lyric video has like penises shooting up and stuff. What? I already love it. Like silhouettes of penises. Noah likes the penis in videos. I almost feel like I'm in a bathhouse. <laughs> Is there any uh, uh, foreskins? <laughs> they were circumcised penises. Right, let's give it Are a there chance. any cummy jacuzzis? This is friends, band, and Oh, this is Mr. Paul's band. So I'd like to ask him a couple of questions. All right, I think that's yep, that's a minute. Okay. Um, I like this a lot. I'm already going to say that I thrash it. Uh, it's very catchy, for one thing. Yeah. That's always good, with a great hook. Yeah, I like the guitar tone. The guitar tone is fantastic. Again, there's some melody in there. You know, oh, there's a solo. That's his favorite that. part. This is my favorite part. Eh, pedestrian solo. It's all right. But I like, I basically, all these parts are working together for me. Even the growl, which I normally hate, I can tolerate this in a sort of Lamb of God or like Opethy kind of way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I like yeah. the black metal influence here. I but really, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I just really like it. I like everything about it. I want to ask him some questions, though. Like, yeah, he's I really, trying to sign in or something. I really feel like the absurd title does not help this song. Yeah, like you yeah, you can't tell it's like a black metal but blackish death metal band. And I can't for the life of me, like I can't make out what he's saying, obviously. But I mean, I, this I kind of sounds like uh, a I can't like I can't imagine name. what footprints in the custard means 
and how it would fit into the song. So please tell me. Maybe it'll yeah. There'll be some epiphany. But anyway, I thrash it. Yeah, I guess I thought it would be a little bit more silly than it is, but um, I think the production is way better on this. Like in terms of mixing, you can hear everything at like the same level, and nothing sticks out more than the rest. Right. And um, and this is like I guess it's more true to the creative process where it's like you know it's more telling a story yeah direct contrast to the first thing it's just simple it's like you know there's a yeah. little uh, a verse then there's a little a bridge there's a little hook there's a solo mm-hmm. and ba- this has worked okay. for you know 70 years there's no reason to really deviate unless let's say you're like you know Metallica you got something to say and you do it expertly then it's fine to but there's no reason to do it just to do it, which I think is what you were saying. Mm-hmm, exactly. To show off. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it, and being high was a great accompaniment to that. <laughs> um, okay. So I thrash it. Thrash it. Raba. Okay. I liked it. Uh, I agree with everything you said. I like the vocals. I like the riffage. I think he just said footprints in the custard or whatever in the song. I want to know what that means. Is that the What's... song name or the band name? Oh, yeah, he name? does say it here. It's, a, it, it's I think it's the band name. Here, like... Oh, it's the band name. Yeah. I thought it was the song name. So that's different. That's not as important. I think song titles should be... Should reflect the content. Yeah. That's I, one thing, by the way, that I hate about System of a Down. Is there oh, song it's, titles? Sorry, it's saying Footprints in the Custard are declaring all-out war. So this is their war cry. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. All right, that's cute. So I, I really liked it. Uh, I have no complaints. But because you live in the UK, and because it would be such a bitch to mail something out to you, <laughs> I'm going to trash it. Oh, <laughs> I can mail it to the UK. Okay. Would you like to change it? Or- well, then I will change it to thrash. Last minute change, and we have a unanimous winner. Just because I, I did not, I could not wait at the post office. <laughs> you prick. I already told you I'll mail stuff. Yeah, me time. too. As long as I don't have to pay for it. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I mean, we have the uh, live mail stuff. No, it's fine. Yeah. I don't mind going and doing it. All right. So we got a winner. Congratulations, Mr. Paul, if you just shoot me an email. Wait, so what was the name of the band? Footprints in the Custard. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. But what was the name of that song? HateMailMetalInjection.net. The Descent of Decency. I thought that was their new album. The title track. Oh. Got it. Oh, okay. Then I have... The one reservation I had is gone. I thought the song was called Footprints in the Custard, which is goofy for a song title. Yeah. (laughs) It's okay for a band to have a goofy name. I think that's Mm -hmm. fine. Like Foo Fighters, you know. But you shouldn't, like, if you're making a serious sounding song like that, it should not, like System of a Down, I mentioned. I feel like they ruin their songs with these stupid names. Some of them are very serious names, and they have retarded song titles. Have they ever been asked about that? I don't know. I, not that I know of. I'm sure someone has asked them, and they have some dumb explanation for it. Mm. I don't know. Alrighty then. Well, that's going to be our show. Thank you all for listening, and we want to remind everyone that this week we're definitely posting up the Dorinsky t-shirt. Oh, official. yeah. Oh, it looks so good. And we have a video of Dorinsky that we're going to post. Oh, yeah. It's Dorinsky give, week. Yeah. 
<laughs> my birthday <laughs> passes, and all of a sudden, like I'm a rock star. Anybody <laughs> <laughs> seen Dorensky? He's on a T-shirt. Yeah. By the way, I want to give some props to both Raba and my wife, who in tandem designed this beautiful shirt uh, and used their editing skills and Photoshop and what have you, and it's just gorgeous, fantastic. Please buy one. You'll love it. <laughs> Yep, and uh, you'll be able to pick that up at mentalinjection.net slash livecast. Just clicking on the merch tab, and then uh, you can just pick it up right there. I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank everybody for calling in. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, we will be back next week. Please make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, uh, Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> I think I distracted Rob there. It's okay. Leave us a review on iTunes if you can. I, I took my fun. foreskin out. I have it in my <laughs> And uh, also, uh, we'll be... Oh, wait. What else are we got to do? Follow us on Twitter at yeah. MILivecast. Facebook.com slash Metal Injection Livecast. Give us a like. We, we post stuff throughout the week. And then uh, I guess that's really it. And uh, we'll be back uh, next week. Hopefully, I'm working on getting a, a very special guest. If you listen to the show last week, you might have an idea of who it is. And next week, we're going to do the show a little bit earlier. We'll let you know what time. Hopefully, Sid will rejoin us, and he hasn't been murdered uh, for being a Jew in Texas. Texas. We hope. We're choking on ribs. Rob's ribs. Mm. Rob-a-rib-a. Mm. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>